Rooted Podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Timothy. Join us as we deepen our biblical roots by having real conversations about real faith. Alright, welcome back to the Rooted Podcast. We are doing books three and four of... Or nope. chapters. Chapter. <laughs> chapters. This is why you just need to open up, and I don't. You got uh, it. Chapters three and four of book three. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. we do books th- three and four, that'd be a be a long be a episode. Really long episode, but yeah. we don't the book today. We would. That's true. So, uh, we yeah. have a special guest with us today. I do. Hello. Introduce here. yourself. Um, I'm Logan Lake. I've already been on this podcast once mm-hmm. before. Actually, uh, twice. Was it? Oh, well, you're in the background of one. You're in the background of one of them. Technically twice, <laughs> officially guest once, mm-hmm. yeah. but but yeah. So yeah. how's it? You excited to be back reading Mere Christianity am. with I us? I am. Yeah. I'm almost done reading through all of, I think I'm, I'm in, uh, I was listening to it before I was came up. Um, I'm in chapter 10. I'm, yeah, chapter 10 of book three. Um Really enjoying it so far. It's cool. a fabulous book. Okay. Fabulous book. And you are farther along than either of us. So. <laughs> yeah. Bonus points. <laughs> so, um, we always ask our guests to come up with two lies and a truth, and then me and Melissa are going to try to guess. Okay. Uh, let me make sure I say these in the right order. <laughs> two truth, no, two lies, one truth. You don't um, have to say them in that order, though. Don't say them in any order. Okay, I'm following. I'm following. Yeah. Um, okay. First thing, I can dunk on a 10-foot goal. Second thing, I sing baritone. Second thing, I... Third thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, third thing, I flipped inside the womb. Okay. Figure out what's true and what ain't. Whoa. So. I think I know. I, I absolutely believe that you could dunk a 10-foot goal, but... What was the what was the second thing again? I can dunk on a ten foot goal. I can I sing baritone, and yeah, you sing you can sing baritone. And um, I flipped in the womb. I feel like they're all true. <laughs> uh, but two of them are wrong. Wait, no, you would sing you would sing I'm a, bass. I'm a not sing, I'll I'll expound upon it a little bit more when we're done, but. But that's what I'm going with. You, okay. You flipped in the womb because that's the weird one, and that's the one I'm going with. That's true. Okay. That's what you were saying, too? I say that's true. Okay, that's what we're okay. saying. So, I did, in fact, fl- flip inside the womb. Nice. Uh, Zach, when I thought you, when I, what I thought you said when you texted me that was flipped out of the womb. <laughs> did a barrel roll out of it, but it was in the womb, so that's why I was confused at first. And, and then you um, landed with Logan <clears throat> Lake. <laughs> um, oh it is, God. in fact, I did flip in the womb. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I cannot legitimately dunk on a 10-foot goal. Mm-hmm. I sort of did it once, but that was once, and it, it, I've never been able to really... It was only sort of? It was sort of. It, was, it wasn't a very good one, so I'm not really counting it. Oh, okay. It's okay. Yeah, whatever. And you are right, I do sing bass. Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. That go. was the one I was, I was <laughs> thinking about getting really dumb and specific, like, my... My lowest note is like a whatever, <laughs> but I'll like, no, it's dumb. I ain't gonna do that. Do you play basketball often? I do. Nice. Yes. So you would say you're a pretty social person for the most part? Uh, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Speaking of social. <laughs> oh, segue time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was trying to get into. Oh, okay. Speaking of social. <laughs> it's usually a very obvious segment of <laughs> Oh, the podcast. All right, it's that, segue time. That, that's what this has become. Is uh, we didn't used to try to like force the segues, mm-hmm. but now it's just a thing. Yeah. So social morality. Um, I want to start by clearing something up. I said in last week's episode. Um, we, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> in, <laughs> oh no! I don't think I was that a cube does not oh. have four sides. A cube has a. Uh, uh, six six sides, <laughs> and um, this again, we do not good at math. Melissa or, didn't call me out on it, so I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know either. <laughs> didn't know, well, I mean, I did. 
I did, I guess. I don't know. I was thinking, thinking about, about them as squares. We just were... Yeah. No, that still is wrong. No, a square. A square. Yeah, no, that's right. The, the four sides of a square. sides, yeah. But, but it just was the word. Anyway... We now know that cubes have six sides. Yeah. And so last we, episodes we were talking about we, we were talking about the the cubes of morality, but it's actually it'd be the squares of morality. The squares of morality. So I apologize <laughs> Not for to my say stupidity, that. everybody. <laughs> okay. All right. And the spheres, the spheres of morality, and and the and the now squares of yeah. of morality. Okay. Yeah. So See all the mistakes that he's made in this book. I understand because we're on a talk show true. kind of, and I, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, so we gotta cut him some slack, yeah. but I'm not going to. Yeah, because he he was he was so, wrong about some stuff. He was stuff. very wrong, um, and he's probably wrong this week because last week I mentioned how there was something that he said that I disagreed with, and we're gonna get into that. Was well, he wrong today. about that? Well, we'll, we'll get into. Oh, that. okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. We're gonna go with uh, chapter three, social morality. Mm. Okay. One thing that I noticed in this, I didn't at first. I was like. I think just maybe the chapter headings, social morality, and then morality and psychoanalysis. And I was like, why is he talking about these? Like, it felt very random. But then I realized that he's talking about those three kind of, like, parts of morality. And so social would be like, yeah, the sphere. So the social would be between you and other people. The psychoanalysis would be the inner person. And then everything following would be between you and God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that helped me. That, and that may just be like a very obvious observation, but I didn't I actually didn't connect that. So, mm. thank you. Okay. Well, anyway, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So social morality. Did so you guys have? Uh, how would you guys sum up this chapter? Summarize it. Um. I should have gone back and listened to to these because I'm an audio book person. Mm. I don't read um that much uh just because i'm slow as dirt um but i should have gone back and listened to these um but getting what i kind of remembered from it um c.s lewis is a wordsmith something fierce and the dude that um did the audio for the audiobook i listened to has this beautiful voice so it just made it even better um but um, I think the amount of wordsmith that, like, the, uh, the skill that he has in speaking and writing could maybe take from the, the, uh, the subject itself and someone's focused on, oh, wow, that's, like, that's kind of confusing or I don't really understand what you've got because mm-hmm. you want it to sound impressive. I don't I have no idea. Yeah. But... I can get how it's a little vague sometimes, mm-hmm. and he's just getting on a tangent. I was like, "What are we talking about?" <laughs> um, I get that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know the. Um, I think it was in one of these chapters that one of my favorite quotes in the whole book. But I can't remember which one was, and if it was in either of these actually, but. Um, but I really appreciate his the insight he gives on things that might not seem like they really deserve a lot of attention. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like in the marriage chapter, he gives a ton of insight and profound wisdom. But even for being someone who's a bachelor, he does that. So I really appreciate that. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've uh, we've mentioned multiple times how he. Uh, he does a really good job of coming up with like examples or like um, like the illustrations. Yeah, that illustrations. He uses. Yeah. yeah, they always seem to be. And we were saying like even when he, it's something that I don't agree with his point. I can mm. still be like, oh, that's a very clear way to <laughs> to state it. Yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'd say a good way to kind of sum up this chapter would be his take on like what a fully Christian society would look like yeah. or what it would be like. Um, and I don't know if he's trying to say, like, this can happen or if this should happen or if he's just saying this is just... Because I don't think, at least the way that he describes it, I don't think it's a thing that would ever actually happen yeah. here on Earth. Um, yeah. 
and he kind of compares different sides. Um, like one thing that like surprised me was like he was using the term leftist, mm-hmm. and I was like, I thought that was a recent term. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't right. know that that's right. that was an old term. Yeah. But like yeah, the left and right. I thought that was always like I thought that was like a recent thing because I'd never heard of that. Oh, okay. Up until last year, it was the first time I ever heard of left and right. Oh really? And I was just like, yeah, mm. never heard of that. Yeah. So that, that kind of, like, surprised me. I'm like, whoa, what? Yeah. There's a lot of moments in this book where I think that I'm like, oh, this was, like, wrote, like, this, this was wrote a hot minute ago. This was not wrote, written in, like, the, ter- the 2010s or anything. So, yeah. But it's written in a way where it passes as that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the same issues. Um, he is writing to a lot of like issues that still are relevant mm-hmm. to us today. Um, it seemed to me, this felt a little more random, but it seemed like maybe he was going on the idea of like, <clears throat> I think one thing, maybe in the book that I read about this book, um, so like England is, and I think I mentioned it in the last episode, England is like, is fighting Nazi Germany and one of the, like, rallying cries would have been, like, we're fighting for Christian values. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we want a Christian society, kind of, like, worldwide. And so then he's kind of saying, well, in order to get that, first of all, like, what are you actually asking for mm-hmm. when you say Christian society? And he kind of talks about that. And then he also kind of makes the point, of, like he did in the first few chapters of, like, you can't really have that without individual people being Christians. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's kind of how it seemed. When he brought that up in book two, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, um, or not book two, um, chapter one or two, last, last, last week's yeah. episode, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I keep getting books and chapters mixed up, um, talking about, uh, it was one of the, it was the second, yeah, the second sphere, yeah. <laughs> as we called it, yeah. um, how you know, to have a good society, you have to have good men. Mm-hmm. And to have good men, you have to, you know, individuals have to be good or whatever. And <clears> that's just not possible, especially when you look into, like, our society today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like, you look at, like, statistics of, like, how many people are actually Christians versus, like, you know, other people in the world. And it's like, we're, we're not the majority. Yeah, no. We're not. And we, we want to make it be, like, our, our wish would be that we could live in a Christian society and have a Christian society. But it's like, C.S. Lewis is right. You, you have to have the majority of Christian people in order to have a Christian society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, uh, you know, witnessing to people is, you know, important. I mean, if we want that to be a goal, we can't just be screaming, hey... We need a Christian society. Yeah. You, can't, you can't scream yeah. at people that aren't Christians to be like, we need a Christian society. You yeah. know, it's like... Or like telling them to act like Christians when yeah. they're not. Like, yeah, that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where uh, a lot of, like, the churches today have, have gone wrong is, you know, they expect every single person in the world to act like a Christian, even people that aren't Christians. And it's like, you can't expect that of people. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to share the gospel with them first. Yeah. True. And that's True. not what happens. Yeah. True. That... As a conversation I had with Scott, <clears throat> the same guy that was on here, um, and I don't know if you want to talk, label it politically or whatever. Um, in some ways, I lean toward kind of like a a libertarian type of mindset in terms of uh, just giving people their personal freedom and getting out of their business and. But where do you draw the line? It's like abortion. If I could choose right now to make abortion legal, and and yeah, I would do that. You mean illegal? Illegal. Thank you. Um, <laughs> illegal. To make abortion illegal, um, yes, I would one hundred percent do that in a heartbeat. But would you make gay marriage illegal if you believed it was wrong? Would you? make all alcohol illegal if you believe it was wrong. I mean, prohibition already happened. That didn't really work out. Um, And so different, where do you draw the line of, okay, this is when, or can you prove that abortion is wrong without biblical 
and Christian values. So it's like, this thing is so wrong, I don't even need Christian values to prove it's wrong mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So where do you really draw the line of getting, getting, pushing the church on people? Because, um, I don't know, uh, I completely agree. It's like, it's, we get in the mindset of thinking that everyone ought to act a certain way. It's like, wait a minute, you can't expect non-Christians to act Christian. Mm-hmm. That's why we get all fed up and mad when they don't. We, why would we expect them to act Christian? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why you got to preach the gospel first and foremost, then preach, then, then disciple it, mm-hmm. you know, and cultivate that. That's why a lot of, so many people think Christianity is just a bunch of morals, and C.S. Lewis mentions that. It's just a rule book. You know, you do X, Y, Z, so you can get to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's, and it's unfortunate that that's what so many people think Christianity is, mm-hmm. is do this, this, and this, then you go to heaven. Yeah. No. We preach the gospel first and foremost, because that's what saves. But... And then let God do the rest and not push morality. And so much of the church pushes morality and thinking that it's like uh, the term like moralistic therapeutic deism. It's a big word for just very selfish Christianity. Mm-hmm. Trying to push the moral side of it without pushing Christ, without pushing the gospel. Yeah. And you take out Christ and you just have rules and what people want. God, I'll, I'll use you when it, you're helpful, but I don't want you in my life mm-hmm. when you're not useful. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very selfish existence and a selfish version of Christianity. That's what I think he's trying to speak against. C.S. Lewis Yeah, he is, says that. He talks about that on page 87. Yeah. Talking about... Uh, you know, people that might be upset about what he said just mm-hmm. within this talk. You yeah. Know, he's like, you know, there might be Christians that, you know, lean more towards the left. They'll be mad at me <clears> saying I didn't go far enough that way. Sure. And the right, it's like, I didn't go far enough that way. Sure. And it's just like, you know, a lot of Christians will take and pick and choose mm-hmm. what part of Christianity they want in their lives mm-hmm. and then throw the rest out. And it's like, Christianity is what I believe and not necessarily... God's standard, mm-hmm. I mean, as we've established early in this whole season, yeah. is there is a standard for morality, mm-hmm. and God is that standard. And I think every Christian believes that, but for some reason we have it in the back of our minds that we can create our own version of morality, or our own version of Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he really points that out on this page here. I appreciate how he doesn't get overly political with this. So many Christians want to make a political statement mm-hmm. and say, I'm a Christian and also Republican, or mm-hmm. I'm a Christian and an independent or a liberal or Democrat or I've whatever. Heard, I've heard the, you know, you can't be this right. and a right, Christian right, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. And this is coming from someone who I feel very strongly about certain political um one certain political side, but it's not that I particularly love the other one. They're both screwed up, and in, everywhere in between is screwed up. And to, it's like, I don't know. Uh, there's, it's hard to say which one is worse or better. They're both bad in their own right. Um, and I appreciate his, his allegiance to Christ and Christianity in its true sense, not a political party or mm-hmm. agenda. Because mm-hmm. he says plainly, he's like, people on either side and anywhere in between ain't going to like some of the stuff said, but it's not for a party, you know. It's not it. Yeah. Right. And, and not only that, but, like, you may not like the stuff that, like, you're saying, like, people are saying they want a Christian society. <clears throat> yeah. And then when you look at what that truly means, he's saying, like, you probably wouldn't even like that necessarily because it there are going to be things there that you're like, well, I don't think that's right. But like if it's in scripture, then it is right. And you're, you know, the one yeah. who is wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I really, um, I really liked his point 
um, to go along with that, just like, um, and, and again, he just, he, he does make this point really well of like changing the law is not going to change the right. person. Right. Changing the law is not going to change individual behavior mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, you can't tell people like, you know, push these things and expect certain things. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and I, I really like the point that you made that, that maybe why people see Christianity as moral rules because if that's what people are saying, like, oh, well, act this way, act this way, do this, believe, you know, um, and kind of like line up with this viewpoint, and that's what people see as Christianity instead of like saying follow Christ and then, you know, and all that. So, and we don't want to not preach morality, that's that, but we got to understand that preaching morality doesn't make you good right. by God's standards. That's not the end goal is be good right. by whatever standard we might construct. We do need to preach morality, but we don't need to preach it as if it's the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Say, no Christ, be good. Mm-hmm. and But not just try to be good and see where it you wind right. up. We we try to put too much emphasis on the action, the morality instead Correct. of Jesus. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Right, because like Jesus put the emphasis on repentance and believing in Him far more than He ever did being good and doing this and doing that. Sure, He said, you know, go and sin no more, but that was after He had, if you want to call it, the conversion experience with whomever He was talking to with the adulterous woman. He had that moment with her of salvation, if you will. Um, and then he said, go and go do, blah, go sin and do... Go sin. Go <laughs> sin and do no more. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Go sin one more time and <laughs> don't do it anymore. Go and sin no more. There yeah. we go. Um, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> go sin and do more. <laughs> but... Um, if you just got onto this podcast, please watch the rest of it. This is not where we started. Um, but anyways, um, he got to the heart of the matter, and that was the person's soul. That was the person's yeah. eternity. Whether they were born again or not, to use the language he used in John 3 with Nicodemus, to be born again. He wasn't coming to preach morality only. Mm-hmm. Only. He preached morality only. Uh, but not only, he taught, he preached that people were helplessly, um, we couldn't do good. It's like Romans 3, Paul's message. It's like, if you think morality is the end-all, be-all, and this, it's like, this uh, society that Lewis describes as probably not being a very good one when you really think about it, it's like, it almost it puts the focus on morality and puts the focus on being good when we can't be good that's not the end goal yeah the end goal is to have someone's goodness imputed on us and go out from there but anyways i'm yeah. getting ahead of myself <laughs> well um i don't need to talk about romans we'll be here all day long <laughs> <laughs> um and not to mention, whose standard is that Christian society, you know, based on? We could, you know, that's why there's so many stinking denominations and churches and subsections of churches and different things throughout the years. That's why we've had reformations and this and that. It's like, because we can't agree on anything. Yeah. And, you know... That's what's going to make heaven so cool. I know, right? Is that we're all going to agree on everything for the first time in forever. Oh, oh no. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> but, and it'll last forever. That yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a nice thought and sentiment. Yeah. Well, yeah. did anyone else have anything? Like, do you have any notes for um, this chapter that we haven't gone over yet? No, I think that about covers it for me. Uh, I think we hit on the relevant the relevant parts. Cool. All right, so now we're going to go into chapter four, which is morality and psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was something he said in here that I had a big problem with, but I we'll we'll go into that in a little bit. Big problems with all the things. This oh, was, you had oh. problems with everything. I mean, not everything, but a lot. There were a definitely lot. things. There were definitely problems. Yeah. Um, back okay. In, back Do to it. chapter five of book two again. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Expound upon that before we leave, because I want to know. Okay. Because of what? That issue in... In, uh, oh, in chapter five. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk to you because I'm not post podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not positive on that, and maybe that might be an issue with me. I'm reading through this, and I'm like, that's not an issue. <laughs> or maybe I'm just not paying enough attention to it. I think I was starting to get too picky because of that chapter, but mm-hmm. um, I guess do you want to start kind of like a summary of yeah, this one? Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, he. It's like you said, this is going back into sphere number two, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of what happens to the individual inside. Mm -hmm. And I think for the most part, I kind of understand what he's been trying to say. He kind of goes into like psychoanalysis, kind of like how um, Jung and Freud kind Mm -hmm. of kind of goes into some of the things that they said. And it's like, you know, Christianity can kind of overlap with some of the things of like psychoanalysis. And I was like. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I guess I kind of understand what he's trying to say, but it's like, some of these people are very not not Christian thinking. Um, it's almost like, you know, the people that try to say, like, Christianity and evolution mm-hmm. go together, mm-hmm. and I just don't think they do. I think, I'm wondering on that part, so I looked up, so psychology which would be like with psychoanalysis, would be the study of the mind and behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then morality would be principles concerning like right and wrong or good and bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So like maybe maybe just in the sense that like psychology would be attempting to um, restore people to like quote unquote normal psychology or like normal behavior. Um, and then morality would be like good behavior. <laughs> I guess they both are concerned with how people make choices and things like that, but I don't know. Um, like, like it's connected in the aspect that, like, I think science backs, like, God. Like, I think science is proof that God exists. But I think certain, uh, like, aspects or concepts don't match Christianity mm-hmm. at all. Uh, you know, uh, like, Sigmund Freud was... Uh, he was very... I had to study Freud a lot. And basically what his thought process was, was like everything that people did was for sexual pleasures, basically. Like Gross. the human mind and brain was like... I'm not wrong I'm not wrong about this, am I, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, he knows about it. Yeah, everything that, the, that human beings do, their drive is for sexual purposes. And so I, I hate that he's using Freud in an example. Because Freud, that, that was Freud's whole thing. It's like, we don't, like, it's almost like he's saying, like, we do good and bad for sexual stuff. And it's like, that's very like, I don't think, I don't think Lewis meant that. No. At all. No. But I, I don't think Freud is a person that he should be yeah. discussing or trying to correlate <laughs> with this topic yeah. at all. I'm wondering, because I would say this, that um, these ideas were like, pretty prevalent you know like the idea of psychoanalysis and um i think there are probably things that came up with like he uses the example of soldiers like men in battle and the psychology behind that and so i could see just from that perspective of like maybe this was just like a very popular view point or a very popular way to think about the human brain yeah at the time um this was like what the the 40s 40s, yeah. yeah like late 40s um well, yeah, there was there was quite a bit that it just seemed like um, he was like like Lewis was coming at it from a, um, just a an odd perspective, and I do wonder if it came back to that with the issues that we had with Chapter Five um, of like denominational like like theological disagreements um, because just like an example. Um, so he, he talks about this part I can go with. So he uses the image of um, men at war. Um, and he says two, they both have like a, a fear of combat, you know, that kind of thing. And so he says if both of them are cured, 
psychoanalysis like cures this this thing and allows them to participate mm-hmm. in battle. And one one makes the choice to say like I'm going to do what I wanted to do all along to do my duty and to do the right thing. And the other one never wanted to do his duty in the first place. And so he is going to still make the choice of like looking out for himself. And so I agree with the idea that like even if you take away those conditions, the man is still the same man underneath. Still has the choice. Still has the choice. Um, psychoanalysis is not going to make someone good, basically. And so I think maybe he's making that argument because he's he's saying that people think like psychoanalysis or like removing these situations will make people make a good choice. But he's saying that doesn't. That's not the case. It doesn't make them good. It makes them do the thing they were going to do anyway. Yeah. kind of thing. Um, and so I can understand that. Um, but then he starts talking about, it, when like on the next page then, he talks about psychological material, like raw material of people. And there's a lot of just, it, it just almost seems like he's not, um, he's, he's viewing people on the same level and I know he doesn't think that like I know he knows that people can only come to God through Christ because he makes that statement Mm -hmm. but just like the example that he gives of the person who thinks that cruelty is right um and then he says if that if that person who's cruel does a kind thing God might look at that as more than a Christian laying down his life for a friend. But to me, that that is like, mm-hmm. I mean, like this example of the, um, the, he says, when a man who has been perverted from his youth and taught that cruelty is the right thing does some tiny little kindness or refrains from some cruelty he might have committed and thereby perhaps risks being sneered at by his companions, he may, in God's eyes, be doing more than you and I would do if we gave up life itself for a friend. It's basically saying God would look at the person who's been perverted mm-hmm. this whole time, but does one little tiny thing of goodness. God thinks more highly of that person than a Christian who would willingly lay down a life for a friend. That's basically what Lewis is saying. That's what it's it like, sounds like to me. It's like, I don't think that's true. Like, I think God... I think God would look at both people and be all like, I appreciate and honor and respect the good that was done, but I don't value someone else more than another person. Well, but we, I mean, we can't, we can't do good outside of God. Like we can't be good in God's eyes, period, outside of Christ. Like there's, there's nothing like, that's the whole thing. Like God doesn't look at our act that we do as Christians and think that that's good because we've done it. Mm -hmm. He sees Christ like, he sees Christ when he looks at us. It's not yeah. us. Um, and so it was, I just thought that was a really, um, just kind of goes into this, like, um, almost like a, the person themselves is doing the good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. we, I brought up in the last episode that he has mentioned the Holy Spirit exactly zero times up to this point. <laughs> and he hasn't, like, we're talking about morality and changing after you accept Christ and he doesn't mention the Holy Spirit mm. changing you. He talks about the decisions that you make. Yeah, um, I really caught that. Yeah. <laughs> it's bothered me a whole lot. <laughs> he, Lewis has really been focusing a lot on works more than uh, faith in the Holy Spirit throughout the book. It's been like a common issue that we've been having mm-hmm. okay. and uh it's not that he's claiming works will save you because he specifically says works won't save right. you right but he's he's putting so much emphasis mm. on works that it's just kind of like why are you putting that much emphasis yeah on this or like and and with this it's just like it's not even it seems like an opposite view of the way that that salvation works yeah. <laughs> um, almost, he's almost contradicting himself he would Speak in one sense, not putting emphasis on works and that it's that it's uh, not works that save, or but he still continues to put an emphasis on that. If he is in fact meaning what it sounds like he's meaning with that statement, that is that's messed up. It's odd, yeah. Um, it's like it doesn't. I don't know. This was something I was 
talking with my mom uh, about yesterday, today, or something like that. I don't ever want to put too much of an emphasis on Christian literature as if it's equal to Scripture. Right. Um, these things are they can very much help. Um, we were talking about like the Left Behind series. Mm-hmm. I think that they're helpful and are good material, but to put too much of an emphasis on it and be like, this is exactly how it's going to happen yeah. or whatever. Um, I don't know. Right. I don't know. That's actually a big reason take... that I have not read that series yeah. is just because I'm like, I do not want my mind at all to be confused <laughs> by that series and what's actually well scriptural, which I know I could look into it, but I don't want to if I'm reading fiction. Sure, <laughs> sure. And when I was reading through Revelations... Um, I could recall moments in like the Left Behind series. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I mean, these guys, they're scholars. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they really put the time and effort into it. So I appreciate it for that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it for the narrative and all that. But nonetheless, I say that about this. I say that about like the Hiding Place book, which I love. Absolutely brilliant. All due respect with all these things, all the authors, it's not the Bible. Yeah. Period. Um the the spirit could um <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned the lack of the holy spirit in this book another thing we talked about like where do you break up the you know the spirit influence in certain authors writing about certain things you know the the inspiration from the spirit to write an article or this mm-hmm. or that you know the inspiration from the spirit for Lewis to write that. Oh, wait, he never talks about the spirit, never mind. Um, Or whatever. Where do you break that up to the inspiration from the spirit to write the scripture? Uh, Well, this is not a part of the canon of scripture, and nor is this or that or whatever. Ah, I don't know. There's a difference there, and I'm not necessarily sure what makes it. I just know that there is one. There's a really good podcast series uh, by Felicia Masonheimer okay. where she goes, she has like a long series that talks about uh, the canon, canonization, yeah. is that the mm-hmm. right word, is mm-hmm. that a word, mm-hmm. of, of scripture and like why certain parts were added, other parts weren't, sure. what it would mean to other people during certain time periods. Uh, so if anyone wants to listen to that after listening to this podcast, uh, I would definitely recommend it. I actually haven't finished it yet. I'm about halfway through, but I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's so, really good. Yeah, I would look into that. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like after, like you said, this is, and this is his, this is his view of what Christianity is, um, for sure. Um, I would say I disagree with quite a bit of And this is where we get this, into the conversation that I brought up last episode where I was like this is where I do not agree with him at all is uh, page 92 is when he starts talking about this Uh, he says people often think of Christian morality as a kind of bargain where God says if you keep a lot of rules I'll reward you and if you don't I'll do the other thing and he's like, I don't think this is the best way of looking at it. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely true. You mm-hmm. don't need to look at it that way. And then, he's, and then, he, <laughs> and then he goes and, into and a hole. And then he speaks more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He starts saying that um, every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part that chooses, into something a little different from what it was before. Basically saying, you're changing who you are mm-hmm. every single time you do something right or do something wrong. If you do something right, you're becoming more holy. But, which, you know, that's part of sanctification, so I, to an extent, I can agree with that. But then he's also making the argument, if the more wrong you do, the more away, or, how, how did he put it? It was bad, how he, he put it. He said... Into a hellish creature. Mm-hmm. He said, um, yeah, taking your life as a whole, with all your innumerable choices... All your life long, you are slowly turning this central thing in either into a heavenly creature or into a hellish creature. Um, which again, it's like he is saying like, first of all, like who is he speaking to? Is he speaking to Christians? Is he speaking to non-Christians? Like I don't this, but regardless, um, if it's Christians, we know that like we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, um, and we're walking with Christ, and and we will continue to grow. Like you said, like 
in like sanctification, but we're not doing those things in order to like get like we're not the ones who are doing this. Um, we're not we're not doing the work in that well, sense. Well, and we're not turning ourselves into a heavenly creature by doing good things. Right. Neither are we turning ourselves into a hellish creature right. by doing <laughs> bad things. Right. I would say. You know, we get closer to God by doing good things, mm-hmm. and we, you know, when we do things that are not of God, you know, I think that slowly like makes us not not turn away from God because, like, like you said, we can't lose our salvation. But I not think according it, to him, <laughs> well, that's not according to his like theology. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> that's that's one issue I do have yeah. with the book. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he was not an apostle. So let's not treat him as such. Right. But he's he's a decent writer. So I, I feel like he's I like trying to I feel like he's trying to include other faiths and denominations, uh, except for Methodists. <laughs> what? <laughs> remember that one chapter where he's like, Yeah, I'll talk about this, this, and this, but not faith as my oh. Methodist friend wants me to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like, like and right he should. Because like, like what what denomination is it that thinks, you know, you win your salvation by doing good works. Several. I mean, that's, Several? Yeah. yeah. Catholicism. Well, yeah. I mean, you, I would, I would think, um, like I know in, in Catholicism, there's like a difference of sins. So there's sure. like sins that damn you to hell. Yeah. And then there are Mortal venial sins. sins. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, that's almost kind of what he seems to be talking about. Um, or that's, I could see that, like, if that's the viewpoint, if that's the starting point, then I could see that, like, some of this coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, can just see someone that's really confused about yeah. Christianity, trying to pick up this book, learn what Christianity is. I mean, it's like you said, they shouldn't be turning to this as if it's scripture. Right. But let's say someone is, you know, they pick up this book, mere Christianity, huh, okay, I'm not saved, let's, or I'm not a Christian, let's, let's learn about it. And they see this and they take it as, okay, so I just need to do a bunch of good works and that's going to get me closer to God and turn me into mm-hmm. whoever I need to be. Whereas mm-hmm. if I do a bunch of bad stuff, it's going to turn me into yeah. an and, evil person. And you could almost even, like with that, like someone might think like, if I do the good stuff that Jesus said, then yeah. that'll turn me into a good person instead of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and avoid the bad things. Um, but I think, I, I just don't... Um, I think maybe one statement, um, like some of this stuff at the end, it seems like he has his conclusions are like, okay, I can I agree with that conclusion, but every single thing to get there is like, I can't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think it's right. Um, it's very much, again, this, this bothered me with like, <laughs> if you're, if he's going to choose one time to talk about the Holy Spirit, <laughs> this would be the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's nothing um, and so it just always... We it mentioned just, last episode that we were excited to get to the Trinity section because mm-hmm. we want to see what he actually thinks about the Holy Spirit <laughs> since he has refused to... Is there a it. Trinity section in here? In yeah. Book four. Oh, yeah. Book four. He gets into um, some like, deeper theology kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and I don't know. Um, I don't know if we even like have the time to go into like every single <laughs> um, thing, but... Um, we, we didn't care for this chapter. Yeah, um, I think one point, I will say this, with, um, I, I mean, I don't want to be like, man, he's just the worst, but <laughs> I just do want to say that I disagree. Um, if you're listening and you are, um, like, reading this along for the first time to understand Christianity, I would say, like we said with Scott, um, read this alongside someone who is a Christian, mm-hmm. Um Get get different viewpoints because I wouldn't say that this is common to Christianity, no. in the slightest. Um, well, but you say that though, but then you've got there's a lot of Catholics. Well, you know that would believe stuff. But like, like common thing. across all of Christianity, oh, yeah. like uh, like all something that all denominations could agree on, mm-hmm. and this is not that. I was just thinking, you know, if someone is a you know, like a Christian that believes this, mm-hmm. you know, and is going through it with them, yeah, then well, that would be a different scenario, yeah. But, Get, yeah, maybe just get several perspectives. Yeah, talk get to, multiple perspectives. Yeah, talk to different denominations. 
Um, and, read, a, and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Yes. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit. We'll here. talk about the Holy Spirit. The Rooted Podcast, we mention the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's on our t-shirts. Um, yes, the Holy Spirit will not lead you wrong, cannot lead you wrong. Yeah. Um, and so if you are um, truly seeking um, truth and reading scripture, you will get there yeah. through the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, one point, um, I don't know, this is, I'll just, I'll just pick at it because I didn't like it. <laughs> he says uh, on page 91 at the bottom, right underneath the one example that I didn't like, um, he gives another example that I didn't like <laughs> because it's the opposite view. Um, but he basically just talks about, it seems like he's saying like sin is caused by the conditions of your life. That's kind of what I was taking from this. Um, but he says, can we, he's saying like, he says, can we be um, quite certain how we should have behaved if we had been saddled with the psychological outfit and then with the bad upbringing and then with the power, say, of Himmler? Um, that is why Christians are told not to judge. I was like, no, <laughs> that is not why Christians are told not to judge. <laughs> We're told not to judge because we know that regardless of a good heredity, as he says it, good um, upbringing, anything like that. We all are on the same level of sinfulness. Yeah. Um, the raw, the, the only like raw material that's common to all people is a sin nature, mm-hmm. um, and so that's what you know. That that's that's the thing. He's again <laughs> focusing too much on like non. Not spiritual, but you know what I'm, you know what yeah. I'm trying to say. He, not the right things. He's not focusing on the right things. It doesn't seem like, yeah. Yeah. Um. Which I, I'm always just wondering, like, is it just worded really weird, and maybe we're just not understanding, or is this actually what he means and believes? Like, I don't know. It's possible. Um, I would love to have a conversation with him and be like, explain this to me. One of these um, days. Yeah, or get some little footnotes. I want to know where he's getting this out of scripture. Mm-hmm. I caught it. I understood what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. It took me, I was talking still, but then I heard and processed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, is there, um, is there anything else in this chapter that we need to bring out? We are getting pretty, pretty close to the hour mark. Yeah. I would say. We still got eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something. Oh. Um, I will say again, his conclusion, I mean, I, I think, like he says, when a man is getting better, he understands more and more clearly the evil that is still left in him. Um, when a man is getting worse, he understands his own badness less and less. I'm like, okay, I mean, uh, no. Yes and Tell no. Me. Okay. Uh, that was like the one thing I <laughs> I mean, I get that perspective, but... The flip side to that that I that my brain is bent toward is the deeper in that one delves into a sinful lifestyle, the less they have a conscious of it. Yeah. So it's like they don't get it; they just fall into it and so lose track of time. It's not necessarily that they think they're doing right, but that they're just not just there's no awareness there's no awareness Mm -hmm. they're just going on with life or that or they fool themselves into thinking that it's good or that it's just morally permissible or they just don't care Mm. um i I like how you put morally permissible i think that's a i think that's the way a lot of people with this with an objective viewpoint or a relative viewpoint of morality people fool themselves into there's such a stigma and it's usually about quote religious people that Oh, absolutists, morally speaking, um, they're like just so pious and so they're unreasonable. You can't have a conversation with them. While we want to be objective, and then, and, but if you're if you really delve into it, then uh, relativism is a dangerous place to be, mm-hmm. and it's just this slippery slope of like, where do you draw the line with stuff? Um, I'll admit there's certain things certain things that I have a somewhat of an objective viewpoint on, but the majority of things, 99.9% of things, I would say is absolutist. Sue me. Um, <laughs> um, I know if my... How much you got? <laughs> if my ethical, if my 
professor, bleh, professor of ethics. No, <laughs> professor of ethics. Dr. Gardner is listening to this. I apologize, but you know that's it. Um, um, it's it's what it is. Um, I'm fine with agreeing to disagree, but um, you, I don't know. Uh, there's this stigma that Christians can't be reasoned with, can't be talked with, they can't ever play advocate, mm-hmm. and I don't know. If I was if I was a president of a seminary, I would instruct every student to come through there, write and completely sell me on a ten-page paper of where you defend atheism to the letter. And if you can't ever play advocate for the other side or whatever, then I don't think... We got to understand the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an advantage Lewis has is he lived the other side. Yeah. So he's coming out on the other side of it. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I don't know. Quick side note with that. Yeah. No, so. that that's a good point. And, and even with that, like... It's like understanding that this is like another belief system that, or like, well, that sounds bad. (laughs) This is another, like, within Christianity, like, people do believe this. And so then you can read this and kind of understand um, that perspective as well. Sure. And to discuss it. There's at least, I don't know, how many people are in the world roughly? Like a, a lot. Few billion. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I think like two. I want to say two billion. If there are eight billion people, I'll just say that. Eight billion people in the mm-hmm. world, there are at least eight billion different viewpoints on how Christianity is viewed. Because, like, like where do you where do you come up with all these ideas? Oh, from people. Uh, it's like, so and so doesn't like this. So and so doesn't like this. They like this. They like this. They don't like that. There are at least like. A billion ways of looking at it and interpreting the Bible, you know. So it's like, uh, it's it's a lot to take in sometimes, and can be overwhelming if you're not careful. Yeah. But yeah, would not recommend this book necessarily for the new convert. No. Um, it could it could honestly kind of shake you a little bit, um, but kind of like the Okay. <laughs> Sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't read this if you're a new convert. Don't go to the dentist. Don't read Romans 9 at first. Um, um, <laughs> um, I love how the dentist and Romans 9 are in the same category right now. It's beautiful. In all reality, oh I love Romans 9. We need to have a... We need to have a a separate a whole podcast yes. <laughs> yes. So if we ever do, you will be the person we invite on. <laughs> For sure. Anyways, enough about For that. Sure. <laughs> really good, really good book. I like it. I mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, yeah. There are some moments in it where I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. You um, just gotta, just gotta, you gotta know what you believe. Mm. Right. And you gotta, you gotta line what Lewis is saying with scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll it's like that with any book. True, mm-hmm. true. And I'll admit, if you're not, and I had this, there's been stuff that's been mentioned just right here that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was in there. Because I, if you're not really paying attention mm-hmm. to it, you might just gloss over something or be like, oh, man, this guy just sounds so eloquent and blah, blah, blah. And you miss certain things. Mm-hmm. But you go back and you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the point that you mentioned of like that... Sure, Jesus saves, but you maintain your salvation by good works, perhaps? Or you're the one that's bringing to the forefront your sanctification process, and it's like, um, well, what was the quote that you said on, like, um, comparing the two moral choices of, like, someone laying down his life for a brother versus... The other one of living in a full life of, life of sin, but does one little thing. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that has more moral weight than the other. Um, in the eyes of God, they're both garbage. <laughs> Whether you are saved or unsaved. Well, actually, let me take that back. If you are saved, God sees Christ in you. If you're unsaved and you do, quote, good, 
you can do moral things. Romans 3 doesn't say there's no one that does any moral thing on earth. That's not what it's referring to. But bringing this into it, there's nothing that you can do that it says you're good mm -hmm. in the eyes of God. Yeah. Period. Right. Period. So it's like, that's nothing. Right. That is absolutely nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't earn your own no. righteousness. It's <laughs> like whether you're a heavenly creature or a hellish creature, we are all a hellish creature by nature. The only way we can become a heavenly one is by Christ giving us that mm -hmm. and us repenting and believing in that. I'm, no, that's getting on my soapbox. That's okay. As, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, as Anyways. Ron says, that'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that has been chapters three and four of book three of Mere Christianity. Mm -hmm. Next week we are doing what? Five and six. Five and six. Yeah. Christian yeah. marriage and stuff. Oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be a doozy. <laughs> Uh, so before we go on, we always uh, we always talk about what's been good. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to go first, Lauren? Do you know what's been good? None of us. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what we got out of <laughs> What's been good is that it's been none of us. <laughs> Jesus all the time. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, but in all reality, like what's 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 been going on in life is what you mean yeah just, just something, something good something, something good, something something good. Like, one time it was my shampoo one time it was Timothy opening the coffee shop okay alright <laughs> still haven't had a mini episode about your mermaid hair yet yeah or an update like a real update we'll okay. have to we'll have to get we'll get on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people are on the edge of their seats <laughs> um without giving too specific um, that stimulus check really put a dent in my college savings. Nice. Uh, so that's, that's fun. That's good. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're reading through the entirety of Romans tomorrow, which I'm stoked about. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be good. In our K group. Mm -hmm. um, this man over here spitting out two, you know, like on the, on the fly. I and know. like we're sitting here like can never think of anything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're, just, we're just ungrateful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a bunch um, of ungrateful wow. people. <laughs> a buddy of mine passed his driver's test yesterday. Um, is it is it the same dude that I'm thinking? That probably. Bringing it up in small group? Yes, yes. Cool. Um, so that's good. Good for that. Um, cool. uh, <laughs> I got a new gun recently. It was free. Lit. From like off the sidewalk. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Out of someone's pocket. <laughs> no, no. It, it's not that small. Um, uh, but anyways, um, a good friend of mine and my family's. Um, he, we've been talking about it for like six months, and he gave me a price. Then that price just kept getting lower, and he was like, "Yeah, you can just have it." I was like, "Oh, appreciate. oh, cool." Thanks. Man, I wish that happened on eBay when I was bidding for stuff. Like it starts high and then it just all of a sudden it it's free. Slow. Yeah. Like whoever was still in it in the running by the day, that'd be everybody. So yeah, that might work. That's that's mm. great. But yeah, I mean, life is good. Um, it's good. Uh, oh, another thing. Uh, your dad is singing Victory in Jesus tomorrow, which I'm stoked about. How do you know about that and I don't? Because I'm playing. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. <laughs> love that song. Love it when he sings it. Uh, I love playing the drums on it. It's just a great song. We get, we get Baptocostal. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Sure do, don't we? So, anyways, yeah. enough of that. It's a lot of good. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I had Chick fil A today for lunch. That's also oh, yeah. noteworthy. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about, how about for you, Melissa? Mm. Well, you um, pop off like. Eight or nine things, yeah. like Logan did. Oh, I was thinking about... We need to be more grateful. <laughs> That's what you've taught us today, Logan. Yeah. Um, Zach and I both have been reading um, through Mark, like, for, like, quiet time. Um, like, uh, separately. And Why but then we've been like, my dad? Oh, okay. <laughs> the book of Mark. I've <laughs> been reading through the gospel of Mark. <laughs> um, and then, like, also reading it together and, like, discussing... Um, and so it's been real, real fun. I really enjoyed that. It's like I, I like Mark. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've really I've enjoyed us doing that. Gospel and whatnot's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool message, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
life-changing, literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, what about you? For me, it's been the weather. Mm. I'm so sick of oh, winter yeah. weather mm-hmm. and cold. And being able to go outside in short sleeves, uh-huh. it's always my favorite. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I don't think anything feels better to me in this entire world than going outside with a coat on and being like, it's warm today and taking that coat off and being like that's so good yeah it's like a blessed ray of sunshine comes down from the heavens and blesses me with warmth it does feel that way I love it I love spring spring's Mm -hmm. my favorite season so when it comes it's just like it's here it makes me happy yeah I love the weather yeah so much so that I'm getting outdoor seating for the coffee shop nice yeah very nice when does this happen Probably in a couple more weeks. Sweet. By the time this episode's out, it'll probably already be there. All right. right. So go visit the coffee shop yeah. and go drink your coffee outside. Yeah. I'll do that. Now. All right. Yeah, spring weather. All right. So yeah. we'll, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Next time. Thanks to Logan for yes, thank discussing you for with us. for joining us once more. Yep, yep, yep. It's been yep. a good time. It has been a good time. Old Clavis tapes. We'll learn some more next week. All <laughs> right, Clavi. We'll see what we'll see what he's got for us next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye. Everybody. Bye. Bye.